All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. Hello, America, and happy Thursday. What an extraordinary day of news there is. So much going on. What's interesting about today's news, a lot of election integrity news in Wisconsin and in Florida. We're going to break a big story. You probably have seen it by now of a Democrat whistleblower blowing the whistle on a long-running, she says, ballot harvesting illegal operation in central Florida in the Orlando area. A shocking piece of news at the border, 13-year-old, recruited American boy, recruited by the cartels, has been smuggling humans into the United States. 13 years old. When you hear about the consequences of an open border, think about that. A 13-year-old, probably now going to be put in prison for a very long time, has been forced into human trafficking by the cartels. An American citizen, 13-year-old boy. That ought to concern us all a lot. All right, now let me give you a tease on what we got coming up, and then we'll get to some news. In a little bit, just a few minutes, we're going to have Donald Trump's former pollster, John McLaughlin, one of the great political thinkers, strategists, and pollsters in America. His polls are incredibly accurate. And what John is so good at doing is finding some of those Issues that are burbling below the surface that we didn't know or that traditional pollsters and political activists don't detect. He has that ability to look over the horizon and see something burbling now that's going to be a political movement or a political issue or a policy need of the American people. That is always a great gift. And we're going to talk to him about that. All the key hot races you want to know about, who's going to win what, he'll give us his predictions, I'm sure. But a really good person to talk to. If you're 10 days out from election, 11 days out for election, no better person to have on the show to give us the handicapping, the political forces below the tectonic plates of the political earthquake of an election, other than John McLaughlin. That's really excited. And then guess what? It is AMAC Thursday. Absolutely. Our partnership with AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, We've got a great segment again today. Andy Mangione, Senior Vice President for the AMAC Action, the, the action arm, the political action arm of AMAC. He's going to be joining us, and we're going to have a theme. You're going to see a lot of election integrity issues today. Here's why. AMAC has been for a whole year now recruiting its members to be poll workers. They've recruited 12,000 volunteers. Think about it. That's a small army. 12,000 volunteers to 
work the polls and to make sure that we have an election that is filled with integrity, easy to vote, hard to cheat. Uh, we're going to ask him, how did he do that? Andy, how'd that happen? What are the key things you're going to be watching for? Then there's also this additional project launch with the American Constitutional Rights Union and AMAC to protect senior voters, particularly those in nursing homes, so their ballots aren't stolen or harvested, like we heard in Wisconsin, what you're going to hear about in a second in Florida. Really important stuff all the way around. Great conversation. We're going to get into a lot of election integrity stuff with Andy Mangione on AMAC Thursdays. I always like that. And remember, if you want to sign up for AMAC, match my thing. I did a five-year membership. I want to be in this for five years. I want to get all the political intelligence. I want to get the discounts. It's uh, all those sort of things. It's easy to do because they've set up a special page just for Just the News fans. All you got to do is go to AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash just news. So amac.us, that's their main website, and put slash just news on it. You're going to get special discounts to go get your membership. I did the five-year plan. I think you should do. Go ahead and match me. Here's why. You're going to get all the benefits. It's going to pay for itself two or three times over just with the discounts, not to mention all the political intelligence and news and content you're going to get. But in addition to that, you're supporting one of our partners, one of our advertisers, one of our sponsors, which means you're supporting someone that makes our journalism possible on this show. That's why I say go to amac.us slash just news. Go sign up today. Tell them you support them because they support Just the News and John Solomon reports the podcast. All right. I told you we'd have a big scoop and we do have a big scoop and it's very important. There is a whistleblower who has emerged in Florida, a Democrat. In fact, just recently ran for Orange County Commissioner in Orlando, Florida, one of the more famous cities in all of Florida. It's where Disney World's located, right? Or in the area of Disney World. I guess it's actually Lake Buena Vista is really where Disney World is. But she, after losing her election by a mere few votes, by the way, she describes it as she went to bed the night of the election to declare that she had finished second and would advance to the runoff. And then she, two days later, her vote total mysteriously dropped in Orange County, and she lost. She fell into third place, got kicked off the ballot for the, the runoff. This isn't an extraordinary in, interview, and we have spent a lot of time reporting on this, and we have her complaint, and we have confirmed that Governor Ron DeSantis's new election police department has found enough merit in Cynthia Harris's very detailed complaint that they have opened a full criminal investigation with the state police now. Criminal charges likely forthcoming. Cynthia Harris was on the show with Amanda and I last night, and she described what she's observed over the years, including in her home where she took a videotape of it, listened to what she had to say about the ballot harvesting scheme that she's uncovered, that we've written about, that Florida authorities are now investigating as a criminal matter. Well, uh, this has been going on for so long. You have to look at the supervisor of election himself. He's been there since 1996. That's 26 years that this has been a blind eye turn on our community. The people that we entrust in the fair elections and the democratic process, it has been flawed for a long time because this only happens in our community. It happens all over the nation, but we are the, the ones that suffer from it because we're the most disenfranchised. We don't have the resources to fight back, and we don't know how to fight back by telling our story. Now, what's really interesting about what Cynthia told us is that she has a videotape of 
a ballot harvester coming to her home. She has the scripts that the ballot harvesters, the ballot brokers were using to request that someone's ballot there. And she has very troubling information about what they do with the ballot after they collect it. Remember, one of the reasons ballot harvesting is illegal in many states like Florida, like Georgia, like Wisconsin, is that you lose chain of custody. Someone takes the ballot, it disappears for a while, not the voter. What happens? She says she knows that in this central Florida operation, funded by nonprofits and run by people with democratic interests, that they steam open some people's sealed absentee ballots and grab the ballot out. Listen to what she says, how it goes on from start to finish. It's very interesting. In our community, when absentee ballots are mailed, you, the candidate, or any political party can find out when the absentee ballots are mailed and to whom. What happens is these ballot harvesters, they know which batch has gone out. They go to the door and they ask you for your absentee ballot. Well, in communities that don't look like me, no one does this. But in our community, it's kind of like an accepted practice that the man is coming by to pick up my absentee ballot or the lady is coming to pick up my absentee ballot. And, you know, it's just utterly ridiculous that people don't understand that once that ballot leaves your hand and it's not placed in the mailbox or it's not directly given to the supervisor of elections, you don't know where it goes. It's possible that they throw them away. We've seen evidence of that. Uh, you see them, they seal, they steam open the ballots and and then they mismark them so that if it's not for their candidate, then that ballot is full. So when people think that the numbers are low, it's really not low. It's just that someone has intercepted before it gets to the proper authorities. You know, a lot of Democrats and mainstream media have made light of the issue of ballot harvesting after the movie 2000 Mules came out after uh, True the Vote filed a complaint in Arizona after the Racine County Sheriff in Wisconsin unmasked what happened at nursing homes where elderly residents who didn't even have the ability to consent to vote, someone filled out their ballot for them, took their ballot and filed it. And then when Arizona ended up arresting and convicting a whole bunch of people, including a former Democratic mayor in Yuma County, that's how far reaching these. You listen to this next clip with Cynthia Harris. Listen to what happens when she one day is at home and a ballot harvester comes to her. She tricks the ballot harvester into giving up the script. And she's also videotaping this, by the way, some of her evidence in her complaint. And then when the ballot harvesters, the ballot brokers find out she's got the evidence, they send some people to her home. Listen to what happens. Listen to this whole anecdote. Very troubling what intimidation and activities she's describing and alleging went on in her own home with a ballot harvester. Listen to this. This lady, she she worked for the known ballot broker and she came to my house and she asked for the absentee ballot. I invited her in my house. And I was talking to her and I asked her who she was working for and she had a script in her hand. So I said, well, you mind if I um, take a look at your script? I mean, she said, sure. Not knowing that who I was, she didn't realize who I was when she came to my house. And I said, you mind if I make a copy? So I made a copy and gave her back her, her script. And so that's how I was able to see the actual physical script that they are given when they're going to from door to door. A uh, 
few minutes later, I guess she fell something off. So she called the person that's in charge of all of the ballot harvesters. They came to my door. I took pictures as well with that, um, got cussed out, was told to give them their property. And I'm like, anything that comes in my house is my property. <laughs> so um, I took a piece of paper and I tore it to make them think that they got the original copy and they left and that and the video aired on the local news station here. And that was the end of the story. Well, to read the whole story, including our exclusive interview with Cynthia Harris at Amanda Head and I did on Just the News, No Noise, check it out tonight on the show. We're going to have a candidate in the very belt of Central Florida where this alleged ballot harvesting occurred. He's going to talk to us about why this is so concerning, what he's going to do to if spur and continue the investigation that Ron DeSantis' election police force has done. So check that out tonight with Amanda Head and I. Actually, that's going to be tomorrow night. Friday night, we'll have him on. Go check that out. That's very exciting. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, John McLaughlin, former pollster to Donald Trump, one of the great political minds in all of this country. We're going to talk about the forces at work in this election, get some predictions on key close races, and start talking about 2024. Is Donald Trump in? Is he not? Does Joe Biden go? Does he not? We'll find out right after these commercial messages. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens 
can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. All right, folks, we're just 10 days away from one of the most consequential elections in recent history. Control of Congress up for grabs on November 8th. No more sage vice in politics on our next guest, John McLaughlin, one of the greatest political strategists and pollsters in America. Obviously did a lot of polling for President Trump, but he has been a force in politics for a long time and one of its most accurate pollsters as well. John, great to have you back on the show. Well, it's great to be here. It's an honor. You do such great work, and often you are weeks and months ahead of people in spotting some of the trends that end up becoming the forces that shape elections. You have a knack for just finding what's going on below the tectonic plates of, of an election. We're about two weeks out now. I think we're beginning to see the forces that are lining up and what voters thinking on. But what do you think are the two or three most important issues that are making voters go to the polls and make their decisions for candidates? Well, what's, right now, 65. Our, our most recent national poll last week had 65% of all voters thought the country was on the wrong track. Wow. And of those that thought the country was on the wrong track, uh, 67% blamed Joe Biden. And three months ago, the Republicans were tied 45-45 in the generic vote. Then in September, it was 48-44. Republicans went ahead. Now it's 49-43. We have not seen numbers like this since 1994. And Joe Biden's upside down with a 45 approved, 52 disapproved. And what's really driving it, almost half the voters told us the top issue was an economic issue being led by inflation. So so they say six, uh, we have uh, uh, 60, uh, uh, 60 percent say the country's in a recession. Only 34 percent say no. 67 percent say that the economy is getting worse. Only 26 better. And a stunning number for America. When you think of the United States of America, the greatest country on the earth, uh, and think of when Donald Trump left the country with vaccines, a growing economy, rebounding when he left office. In less than two years, Joe Biden has it where 85 percent of the voters have been affected by inflation negatively. And 47 percent say it's so bad they're having trouble making ends meet. Where we've seen it in focus groups all year long where people are saying they can't afford to buy gas. They can't fill up the tank. Then they can't buy food. They have to decide between food and going to work. They, their, their supermarket bills are double what they were a year ago. And people can't make their utility bills. They can't make medical bills. It's, it's really, really bad. And it's driving the voters out on November 8th. And a lot of them are voting early right now. And it's, it's not the heavily Democrat uh, early vote that we saw in maybe 2020 or even back in 2018. So you've got uh, economics driving it. And also, there's a, there's a level of personal safety, everything from the border 
uh, certainly internationally they feel insecure, but uh, crime is a factor. And we're like, we're working Lee Zeldin's campaign in New York. And a year ago, we had turned, we had some upset elections in Nassau County, New York, where we elected a district attorney who'd never run for office before, but she beat the state senator who co-sponsored cashless bail. And cashless bail in New York means you can get arrested for all sorts of violent crimes, uh, even possession of a gun, and you get let go. There's no cash bail. It's, it's, it's something the progressives and the socialists put in in New York, and crime has skyrocketed. And now Lee Zeldin has made that the foundation of his race against Kathy Hochul. And in a two-to-one Democrat state, they're running even in the polls right now. So, uh, uh, so, so th- that's a big factor. And there's a national crime wave going on because they've, they've, they've restricted our police. Um, candidate that I'm working for for governor in Connecticut, Bob Stefanowski, uh, he was recently endorsed by, by uh, many police organizations in Connecticut because Ned Lamont signed a law which changed the standards of engagement for police, made them liable, and in order for them to defend themselves, they first have to be shot at by the criminal before they can respond. So, so it's, it's, that's going on all over America, Philadelphia, you know, and cities all over America. You got Illinois, right, with the Safety Act coming in in January. Everyone's panicked now. They realize, oh, my God, what did we do with this law? I mean, the Biden administration has failed in so many ways. And, uh, I mean, the, the war in Ukraine, it would have never happened if Donald Trump was president. I mean, I've had European leaders tell me this when I only poll in democracies over there. I'm sure, you know, Putin shot his pollster. But, right. <laughs> uh, but, but, but they, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's like we're a lot less secure. And the only way we fix it is going out to vote November 8th. So we're seeing a surge that's really good right now. You know, you're in your final 12 days. And uh, people have to go and vote, especially if they want to affect any kind of change and put the brakes on the demise of America. Unbelievable. It is absolutely an amazing moment. This, uh, a lot of times uh, people divide elections simplistically into either an affirmation election. We really like the job Ronald Reagan did. It is morning in America, 1984. They reelect uh, Ronald Reagan. This year feels like a repudiation of not only Joe Biden, but also Joe Biden and the entire Democratic agenda. Is, is that a right way to read what we're seeing right now, a repudiation election? Yes. And one of the, one of the, uh, uh, one of the uh, tasks we had this time was we were helping Newt Gingrich with this strategy, and uh, we we formulated where big government socialism is is definitely <laughs> the enemy here. It is. It's on trial in this election, isn't it? Yes, and and basically we've we've seen our polls like four to one margins where six out of ten voters or more say that they 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 prefer you know free market capitalism over big government socialism, and and you're seeing before. Biden took office and gave into the big spending and the inflation and the taxes. Before he did that, um, you know, people people were thought maybe socialism was some sort of benign fairness kind of issue. Now it's it's a hidden tax that's killing everybody for the the government spending and the control in their lives. So uh, so I think we're going to see a solid repudiation of that on November eighth. Yeah, it does seem to be that the way it's shaping up. There's been an interesting, and you've been, you and I've been involved in some discussions behind the scenes. But I've talked to a lot of people in the last week. Said election one, uh, excuse me, economy one, crime two, and maybe transgenderism as a larger or an allegory for the larger liberal indoctrination of children. That seems to be a third force, maybe a little bit below the radar. Do you see that in your polling that people are really concerned about what's being pushed on their children and saying, hey, enough of this. You're not putting a drag 
uh, queen show in my school. You're not telling my kids they can change gender without my permission. Is that building and burbling kind of below, kind of building on what Glenn Youngkin started in Virginia? I think it's gone beyond that. It's it's like uh, certainly parents during during the pandemic uh, got more involved in what was going on with their with their children's education. Where okay, so they're forcing them to stay home and they have to learn remotely. And the parents are now seeing what the teachers are teaching them, and they're not learning math and science and English and language arts, the things that they need to succeed. And now that, you know, scores across the country are finding they've fallen behind. Instead, they're being indoctrinated. And that's what that's what we saw in Virginia last year with Glenn Youngkin, where either the bureaucrats decide or the teachers union decides versus the parents. And what's really bad is, uh, you know, right now, whether it's like we've done a recent survey for Summit where uh, six out of 10 Americans think underage minors are being influenced to question their gender by social media and other cultural influences, uh, you know, and, and, and uh, they, they, they think that's bad. And then uh, 65% of all voters said the transgender movement's gone too far by encouraging minors to uh, use drugs and surgery to transition to the opposite sex. Only 21% said no. Uh, and, and it's, you know, it's, it's like with Hispanic voters, it's 58% African-Americans, 55. So you've got groups that aren't part of like a traditional conservative Republican coalition being shocked by this and saying they're teaching, you know, against our values, our children, and they're basically, you know, revolting against it. And they don't know. And, and like, it was a shock to me to find out Congress had voted, the House had voted, uh, sponsored a bill where where basically these transgender uh, uh, you know regulations were such that the parents don't control what's being what their kids are being exposed to, and the parents will uh, you know without their knowledge the the uh, uh, teachers or educators uh, can you know can counsel them towards uh, towards something that you know would change their lives you know dramatically. Um, and, you know, so it's, 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 I think as people find out and are shocked by it, uh, they're getting more involved and they're getting, and we've seen it this year where they not only get involved in elections for state legislators, et cetera, school boards, they're getting involved in school boards now to find out what's going on. So, uh, I think it's, it's, you know, it's part of a system where you have the teachers union is aligned with the left and it's a radical left. And their leadership is out of touch with their own membership and out of touch with the PTAs across America. And people are just saying that this is go too far. It's, it's, it's creepy. It's not, it's, it's, you know, if, if some of these, some of these things that they're showing kids, if it was an adult, not in the school that exposed your child to this, you'd have them arrested as a sex offender. So uh, it's, you know, I, th- I think it's a shock to a lot of people right now, and it's and it's going to change, and it's got to stop. Yeah, and it seems to have a it creates an undertow in this election of just one more reason why you feel like this country is headed in the wrong direction. It's going to be interesting to see if it shows up in the exit polls. I want to take you through some of the big marquee races because you, you're excellent at analyzing how things are going to fall. Let's start with Arizona, Kerry Lake, Katie Hobbs, Blake Masters, and Senator Kelly. How do you think those shake out? Does Arizona come home Republican this time? Well, I, I, I think Carrie Lake wins for governor because Katie Hobbs has done poorly and uh, she's done poorly with Hispanic voters. And she's and by the way, it's really important to beat her because she was secretary of state that in the 2020 election, there was all sorts of irregularities. And she's 
clearly one of those Soros-backed candidates. Um, Blake Masters has closed the race significantly because even Mark Kelly's to a point where saying the border is out of control and they need to do something about it. He's changed his tune. Yeah. And so that's a very close race. And, and, uh, and, but I think, I think, I think, you know, we will get one out of two, if not both. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting to watch Pennsylvania. It seems like Fetterman may have had the, one of the worst debates I've I've seen, debate performances I've seen in the 30, 35 years I've been doing this. Can he come back from that? Uh, prior, by the way, prior to that debate, we had just, we'd done a survey that Dr. Oz had pulled a point ahead of Fetterman. Um, and, and he was mainly doing it on ads, attacking Fetterman on crime and releasing criminals, et cetera, and some of the socialist positions. But he was a point ahead before the debate. We did that for, poll for Dick Morris, John Jordan, and they released it uh, publicly but the, uh, on Newsmax. But, uh, but since the debate, I, um, I mean, that debate is, was a national embarrassment because clearly, you know, people are seeing what's wrong with Joe Biden and they're saying these Democrats are crazy that they, they you know, this man is not. You know, six out of 10 voters in our polls think Biden should go for a cognitive test and make it public. Um, but Fetterman's not well, and we wish him to get well, but he's not capable of doing the job as senator. That's clear. Somebody would somebody would end up voting for him. And, and uh, I think Pennsylvania voters are going to reject that. So I think Dr. Oz, it's his race to win right now. Yeah, it seems that way. And there was another part beyond the physical inability to answer, which was very painfully evident. He's not been able to answer, even in writing or anyways, the two big flip-flops, right? He used to be for second-degree murderers being released. Now he's not. And the answer he gave on fracking, which is such an important part of the economy in Pennsylvania, he can't even answer his own flip-flops. And I think that that creates a lot of doubt in the final weeks of this election, that, or last days of this election, that he simply hasn't been able to explain why he made these radical changes in his philosophy in the general election. So people get suspicious when people have sudden metamorphoses like that, right? Yes. And, but the one thing I'd watch out for in Pennsylvania right now, hundreds of thousands of voters have already voted. They delayed that debate as long as possible. And the the, the sad point about, the, of that, about that is that uh, while while uh, Governor Wolf is still in charge, they had passed during COVID that Act 77, where they changed the rules on mail-in ballots and the ability to cure mail-in ballots and when those ballots can be uh, coming in after Election Day. So so if that's a close race, um, you know, we could see a replay of 2020, which would be really discouraging. So, uh, uh, so hopefully... Pennsylvanians realize what they have to do and they've got to get out and vote, uh, especially, you know, Republicans and independents and certainly common sense Democrats. They've got to go out and they've got to vote for somebody who's going to vote in the Senate for their interests. But right now it looks pretty good for Dr. Oz. Now, Michigan, I would have said Gretchen Whitmer, pretty safe. Don't worry about her, even in a red tidal wave year. Probably not. But Tudor Dixon seems to have gotten a slingshot out of the two debates. Is that a toss up now, you think? I think so, because the other part about that race is is in the midterms, uh, Michigan gets more Republican in the presidential years. It's more Democratic. So so I think I think, you know, she Trudy Dixon has the momentum from the debates. Uh, Whitmer was not that popular during COVID with the shutdowns and the kind of draconian messages, plus also the hypocrisy. Remember, remember, she was she the rules. She was out and about while we couldn't be. Right, right. right. So. Uh, so I think I think uh, you know uh, a lot of people are saying uh, you know we, we we don't want to replay this. Plus, 
Also in Michigan, in Dearborn, Michigan, you mentioned the transgender issues and some of these other uh, other family issues. Um, the Muslim community in Michigan and other places like Minnesota is in revolt against this. And the Democrats had counted on them in the past. And, you know, to the point of like in nearby Minnesota, you're seeing uh, Congresswoman Omar being booed <laughs> at Somali rallies. And AOC in New York a couple times now, too. Yeah. Right. Right. So you so in in Michigan, where there's a lot of Muslim voters who have solid family values, who uh, don't want this kind of their education and their children exposed to it, are uh, uh, they are strongly rethinking whether they're going to vote Democrat or not. Wow. What an amazing moment. Talk about taking a bridge too, too far. Uh, the, the Democrats, that may be their assessment afterwards. Is there a race that you're looking at saying, listen, keep an eye on this one, because this could be a bellwether of what type of night November 8th would be. Is there any particular races that we haven't talked about that you've got to circle around saying could be a surprise night? Well, um, I already mentioned Lee Zeldin. I mean, people were telling us, discounting us all year that she was going to win. It's a lock. It's New York. You can't win. That one will be decided late because the polls don't close till nine o'clock, and 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 then it takes a while to count in New York. Uh, but uh, but that would certainly be a sign of of uh, you know that that there was a, you know basically a real uh, rejection of the Democrat policies, whether it's cashless bail or taxes or. You know, I mean, I mean, Kathy Hochul with her corruption seems to care more about the Buffalo Bills staying in New York rather than the Buffalo Bills fans. Um, and the classic line from the debate was, um, I don't see why that's so important to you when Lee Zeldin was talking about crime, uh, con especially considering that there was a shootout on his front lawn by gang members while his children were home and he was out uh, campaigning in the Bronx on Columbus Day weekend. So uh, so that that's that's one bellwether. But certainly, uh, um, you know, cer certainly, I, I think, you know, as far as early Senate races will probably be whether Herschel Walker wins outright or whether he he's headed for a runoff. And that one, Georgia will probably come in early and be decided. I think Florida, you know, DeSantis and Rubio will win early because uh, those states count faster. And, and you'll see North Carolina, uh, you know, they, they, they not only count faster, but they also count honestly. And Georgia fixed their their election law. We work for the House majority and Speaker Ralston, what they have now is they have, whether you vote absentee or whether you vote Dropbox or whether you vote uh, on election day, you got to show voter ID or you got to prove voter ID on your on your ballot. And uh, um, you also have, there's more days for early voting. There's no excuse ab absentees, but they got rid of the unsecured drop boxes that Zuckerberg had paid for. So now all the drop boxes are in government offices and they're having record turnout no one's saying their civil rights are being denied. We moved a Major League Baseball All-Star game for Georgia, and it turns out the law was actually encouraged more people to vote, not less. Yes. And, and I think what you'll see is on the states on the East Coast, when you start seeing North Carolina, a, a Senate race call, uh, uh, Georgia, a Senate race call, uh, some of these House races like in Virginia, uh, Virginia 7 or Virginia 2, if they go Republican, those states turn in their ballots faster and count faster than, than other states. And I think that those will be indicators of uh, whether there'll be a red wave or not. And uh, with 12 days to go, the Republicans, you can't take anything for granted because, um, you know, remember in, in 2012, everybody thought Mitt Romney was a lock. In a lot of places, they stopped polling on Thursday or, or, or Wednesday before the election. And then Hurricane Sandy hit, and you had, had Obama 
go hug Chris Christie promissade while Mitt Romney was flying over New York and New Jersey in the states that got hit hard, like Pennsylvania. And uh, on Sunday, Obama was ahead in the in the national polls, and and he stayed ahead on Monday and Tuesday. He won. So 12 days is an eternity, particularly with the internet, and particularly with the you know instantaneous the way you can get press. So you know I think you're going to see the Democrats uh, with Joe Biden get pretty desperate. And, you know, Merrick Garland, you report extremely well on issues that the mainstream media doesn't carry a lot of times. The left-wing media doesn't carry. But the idea that the Justice Department has been holding some sort of game plan about the elections and they haven't made it public, right? And we're waiting, we're waiting every day and saying, what are they going to do to us? And, uh, you know, we just want elections that are fair, honest, and uh, legal. So, uh, you know, that's that's, you know, right now it looks like if they're fair, honest and legal, the Republicans will have a good day. The degree of it, we'll see how how the last 12 days play out. That's a big key thing. And let me just lean into this. We know what a drag Biden's lack of popularity, his low approval rating is now. But the day after, on November 9th, while Republicans are gearing up to get ready to run the Congress, if they if they so win, the 2024 race starts in earnest. Could you handicap what you see on both sides? Does Joe Biden have a legitimate chance of winning the nomination again? Does he bail out? Is someone like Gavin Newsom a wild card? Do we have a Kennedy Carter type situation on the left? And then Donald Trump versus everybody else, because he's the big, you know, he's the big girl in the room, isn't he? Yes. Uh, well, first of all, Joe Biden, only in, in our national polls that we published, uh, uh, you know, the one that we just put up last week on McLaughlinOnline.com, for the, among Democrat primary voters, which includes independents, people who vote in the Democrat primaries, Joe Biden's only at 27 percent of, of the vote. Uh, Michelle Obama's at 12. You've got Kamala Harris at nine. Uh, Bernie Sanders at eight. There's no front runner. It's a free for all. And Joe Biden's numbers are probably the worst since Lyndon Johnson during Vietnam. He had to retire because he couldn't run for re-election. So it's not even election day, and he's done. He'll be gone. And uh, and I'll miss him because he was very good for Republican pollsters for our economy. Uh, but but the uh, but he's you know the Democrats got a problem. And, and on the other hand, Kamala Harris, you know, she doesn't inspire anybody, and she looks like impeachment insurance uh, where. As long as she's there, they probably don't want to get rid of Joe Biden, but uh, he, he'll probably announce that he's not going to run. And in contrast, you've got Donald Trump, where two thirds of the Republican primary voters nationally say that they want him to run again in 24. If he runs again, 81 percent say they'll support him. Only 15 percent say they'll oppose. And in a, and in a uh, uh, crowded field of a dozen candidates, he's got he leads by 30 points over Ron DeSantis, who's the next closest. 5323 and Mike Pence gets seven. So uh, uh, so President Trump is, you know, definitely the uh, he, he's definitely the Republican frontrunner. It's his nomination. And um, I think correctly what he's doing right now is he's he's out there rallying, trying to get voters out for the Republicans. He's focused on getting the 2022 election the right way. Right. He's not worried about himself yet. No. And that's and by the way, that's been a winning formula for him because there's no reason to. And you know, I, I, full disclosure, I worked for him in 16. I worked for him in 2020. And, you know, in January of, of 21, we met after he had, re, you know, retired to Mar-a-Lago. And, uh, you know, I told him it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, the greatest of times, but I said to him, you know, this is a lot like 1976. 
because I remember voting. I volunteered for Reagan in 76, and later on I went to work for Finkelstein, who was Mike Deaver's pollster for Reagan. And I said, this is a lot like 76, where Reagan lost to Ford for the nomination. But then after Jimmy Carter ruined the country in four years, there was a lot of buyer's remorse, and all of a sudden Reagan won in a landslide. But it took four years. And I said, you need to be patient. And when Biden fails, there will be buyer's remorse. Who knew he was going to fail so horrifically for the United States in just, you know, about a year. And all of a sudden, I mean, in, in the polls that I just mentioned, President Trump, in this poll, which has 51 percent saying they had voted for Biden in, in uh, uh, 2020, Trump wins 50 to 44 over Biden. Beats Kamala Harris, 51-42. So when you're ahead in the polls against the incumbent president and you're ahead in the polls against his vice president and you're leading by far in the Republican primary field, it's pretty hard not to run. So he, he has done this very well. And people looked and, you know, now, the majority of voters right now, if, if it's a likely voter survey, they will tell us that they, they approve of the job he did and he looks really good. And a lot of them, some of them may say, I'm not going to follow his tweets. I'm not going to watch his rallies. I'm not even going to pay attention to his press statements, but I'm going to vote for the guy because gas was $2 a gallon. There was low inflation. The economy was growing. I wasn't worried about my job or my house. And America was secure. I didn't have to leave things out of the grocery cart because I could afford him back then. You know, just crazy. Is there a path for any other Republican to challenge him? Or does he have such a commanding lead right now that, you know, if you're a Ron DeSantis, if you can't kill the king, maybe you just stay out for a, a, a term, right? The smart play is to stay out. But there's, there's only one person that could be Donald Trump, and that's Donald Trump. But if Donald Trump keeps playing it smartly and correctly, as he's done over the past two years, um, like Ronald Reagan, he will come back and he will be elected. But that's, you know, two years is an eternity between now and November of 24. So and there's a lot of it's a gauntlet because there's a lot of little uh, there's a lot of little uh, uh, tests on the way. And every and everybody will be gunning for him. I mean, all these phony persecutions and political attacks. It's a, the vast majority of Americans know he's ahead in the polls. And this is the Democrats trying to stop him from, you know, running and winning again. That's starting to come through in the polling. You can see that now that people realize, wait, we got to get politics out of law enforcement. And that, that's an internal way of saying, hey, I know what's going on in Washington right now, and I don't like it. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the, uh, you know, in his in his first term, one of the things he did was he, he tr he's a businessman. And when he gives his word, he keeps his word. It's hard to get, but it's like when he, when he makes a promise, he's going to keep it. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, he thought that's the way things went in Washington, that you could deal with people. And uh, the swamp doesn't work that way. It doesn't. It'll turn on you in a second. This time, it's it's like the, he would be a great president because he would certainly, uh, uh, he did well the first term. He'd do even better this term. And there's a lot of cleaning up that's got to get done. Yeah. And he probably has, he's a lot wiser on the ways of Washington now. There's no doubt about it. So, John, it's always an honor to have you on. You always, I close my eyes. I see all the audience nodding over and over again as you're talking because you hit that common sense part for so many Americans with the way you, you break down politics. Such an honor to have you on the show today. Well, it's an honor for me. And I'm going to keep reading your reports because it's, it's we know what the facts are. When you, when you, when you report an issue, when you report something, I, I know that I'm getting the truth and what the facts are, even when I don't like <laughs> the story. So, so uh, 
But we've got 12 days to go turn out our vote and go win this thing. And it's going to be a very intense 12 days. It's the greatest gift our founding fathers gave us, the ability to make change with the ballot box. And uh, we're going to see what happens in a few days. But great analysis. Say thank you so much for your time. Thank you, John. All right, folks, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, AMAC Thursday, Andy Mangione is here to talk about how AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, has assembled an army of 12,000 volunteer Americans, 12,000 to go be poll watchers in this election, to up the game on election integrity, make sure it's easy to vote, hard to cheat. going to be a great conversation right after this commercial message. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. It's AMAC Thursdays, one of my favorite moments in the week where we get a chance to talk to our great friends and partners at AMAC. And joining me right now is Andy Mangione, Senior Vice President for AMAC Action. And we're going to be talking a little bit about election integrity. Andy, great to have you back on the show. My pleasure, John. Thank you for having me. We're 13, less actually, about 10, 11 days out now from the midterm elections and everybody's minds around election integrity. We've had some big stories in the last couple of days here at Just the News, highlighting some issues that have come up. But AMAC has been on offense in preparation for this big midterm, recruiting poll workers all years to make sure that they're prepared to go out and watch and make sure election integrity holds up during this election. Tell us what you've been able to accomplish at AMAC Action. Well, John, first of all, we couldn't do any of this if work were it not for the engagement of our members. At the end of the 2020 election, they came to us. They were frustrated. They wanted to know what they could do, what they could do to protect their precious right to vote. They acknowledged that uh, there were some discrepancies and that uh, and, and, and something needed to be done, but they didn't know what to do. We were fortunate, uh, excuse me, we were fortunate to um, be working with some uh, other conservative coalition groups uh, that were recruiting poll workers. We looked at our base, we looked at our membership base, and we thought that 
we could present them with an opportunity to work locally in their uh, local jurisdictions, their local precincts to act as election workers and poll watchers. So we began a year-long effort leading up to the midterms in January of this year. And John, we actually started on January 25th, which was, believe it or not, National Poll Worker Recruitment Day. I didn't know if you knew that. I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, we were working with the Election Assistance Commission on that effort. That's when we launched, formally launched our effort to get our members involved in not only the midterm election, but the primary elections leading up to the midterms. So uh, we did a lot of contact, a lot of outreach to our members, and to bring it, you know, to fruition, or you know, because we're you know days out from uh, from November eighth, um, our members, about twelve thousand, over twelve thousand of our members have stepped up in states across the country. That's a huge army. Yes, it is, and you know what, John, I think we can do better, and and I think you know we we uh, we didn't set the bar low by any means. We're thrilled with the engagement of our members. But uh, we're building, we want to build on this experience, John, to, uh, as we roll into 2024. So 12,000 of our members have stepped up to work polls across the country in their various states. But here's something that's interesting. In key states like Arizona, California, states like Pennsylvania, states like Michigan, states like Maine, states like North Carolina, we're seeing uh, between 90 to 100% coverage uh, in, those, in precincts throughout those states. And we'd like to think that our members, AMAC members, had a lot to do with that by stepping up to do their patriotic duty to make sure that these are supervised elections and, and, and to go out there and to protect their precious right to vote. That's really amazing. When you think about that, 90% and up, that is an incredible accomplishment. And it's just one of many things that are going to give every voter when they show up on election day or if their ballot's being counted early in mail-in, a higher degree of confidence that, hey, this is going to go just as planned. What an incredible thing. Now, one of the things AMAC has done is it's partnered with the American Constitutional Rights Union to protect senior voters from some of the little fraud scams that are out there. Tell us about that part of the Integrity Partnership as well. Well, you know, it's we're, we're happy to be uh, partners with the ACRU, the American Constitutional Rights Union. They have had people inside of nursing homes, inside of assisted living facilities, and other senior residential facilities. And uh, what, what they're learning is that there's been some shenanigans going on there. They've seen operatives of the left uh, trafficking votes in those areas, confusing people who may have diminished mental capacity with regard to voting, carting them off to the polls when they may or may not want to have voted, or uh, when their family members would have done that for them. And the end result, and, and their investigations have uncovered, uh, for example, in Wisconsin. Right, we're seeing Wisconsin. Systemic voter fraud throughout the state in nursing homes. So they've developed, the ACRU has developed a, uh, a voter bill of rights for, for nursing home residents. They take to facilities throughout the country to remind them of the voting rights of their residents. They've developed a guide for family members of loved ones in nursing homes to uh, combat this type of voter fraud. It's, it's elderly abuse, if you look at it seriously. And they also have established a hotline. Our partnership with the ACRU will expose our members to these assets as we roll into the midterms to keep a keen eye out for what's going on in assisted living facilities and other senior facilities and to do something about it, uh, to have what they need to combat this fraud and to pick up the phone and to call the fraud hotline that the ACRU has established. And we're thrilled 
with the assets that ACRU has brought to the table that we're able to uh, expose to our members. Such an amazing thing. And this is very relevant, Andy, because last night we broke a story that the Florida election authorities are have opened a full-scale criminal investigation into ballot harvesting in Central Florida, in the Orlando area, which is an important part of the state for Democratic voters. A Democratic candidate, longtime Democratic activist, has come out and said, I've been witness to a massive ballot harvesting scheme been going on for years. Names, names, provides roadmaps, actually has video footage of some of the harvesting. One of the places she says that the uh, ballot harvesters were targeting were nursing homes. Ballot brokers go in and even fill out the ballots for people, which we know to be illegal in Florida and also really raises concerns about consent. So this is an active issue. Wisconsin, uh, Arizona, and Florida now have all had evidence of this going on in nursing homes. So awesome that AMAC is on the front side of this with ACRU. Such a great partnership. What are some of the changes your members are facing when you go up to polls? Actually, the laws change every year, right? So they have to be ready. And I know you did seminars and summits all years to get people up to speed in each state. That education process is very important, right? Absolutely, it is. But as far as, you know, our our members, we haven't heard much from our members with regard to complaining about uh, the process to vote. All right. What what we have been focused on, John, uh, we have recruited our members to attend statewide election integrity summits in key swing states to be on the lookout for the shenanigans that you just described, not only in nursing homes, but to attach themselves to their local election boards to go in and ask questions, to bring a, a friend in with them to make sure that they're following the laws under the guise of seeking information. Uh, what they want to do is hold local election officials accountable for the for running the local election and they they verse themselves well in state statutes they're not attorneys but they're citizens and they have every right to go into these into these uh, bureaus and ask questions uh, not only there but there's there's a huge obviously a huge drive to recruit them to actually work the precincts and and one thing i did want to mention about working the polls john it's a long day i signed up i'm going to be an election judge in kentucky Okay, and I have to get at the polls at 515 and be there till 6 p.m. It's a long day. And and it's and and, and I kept thinking to myself, there's got to be a better way to do this. But that's how it's currently set up. So we want to set the expectation to our members saying, hey, you know, if you don't if you don't go in there, somebody from the left will. And they're lining up to do so. The left is fixed on unsupervised elections. That's that's their goal. That's what they've always wanted. And we can't have that. Uh, that's why there's, such been, there's been such a big push for, you know, vote by mail and exploiting absentee ballots. We want as many eyes on this election as possible. And thankfully, our members have stepped up to do just that. Yeah. And it's also really fun to see this level of civic engagement. I think for a long time, I've talked to a lot of experts who say, hey, we've been suffering a civics gap in America, both civics literacy, understanding just how the process works, and also civics engagement. When you see an army of 12,000 people saying, I'm getting involved. It creates an example for younger generations to say, I got to follow in mom and dad's, grandma and grandpa's footsteps and do the same. And I, I bet you this has a long-term trickle-down effect on just good citizenship around around the country. It's got to be one of the more exciting things AMAC has done this year. It's exciting and it's extremely satisfying. We know it's a long day, but our members are telling us how grateful they are to be part of the process. And yes, there is an air of patriotism when they're doing their civic duty and they enjoy doing it. 
Yeah, what an amazing opportunity. There's a lot going on. There'll be a lot more going on right after the election. There's a lame duck session of Congress. What are some of the things that AMAC Action is keeping an eye on? What are some of the issues into the end of the year and early next year that AMAC Action is keeping abreast of and fighting for? It's funny that you mentioned that because I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you from Washington, D.C. We were just on Capitol Hill and we're setting up for the next Congress uh, with healthcare issues, specifically looking at pharmacy benefit manager business practices. We're also talking about reforming aspects of Social Security. And there's an appetite. There could be an appetite for that if the election goes the way that everyone is hoping that it does. So we're kind of laying some groundwork for the 118th Congress right now, meeting with, uh, with members of Congress, meeting with their staff, with key staffers, people that handle these key issues to set up a game plan for next year that would involve in, you know, when I mentioned the PBM business practices, that is directly related to lowering the cost of drugs. Uh, we've been working on that issue for four years, and we see some headway on that right now. And, you know, fingers crossed, and, and should the election go the way that uh, we think it will, we think that we can make even more headway in the 118th Congress. Wow, that's a big deal. And that's that one of those issues that always gets kicked down the, the road. It, it could be an exciting moment if, if there were some bipartisan engagement to um, some solutions in place, because there are generations ahead of us that may not have Social Security and Medicare unless some smart policy decisions are finally made. So very important moment in our history. I know you're also doing a little bit on the Second Amendment. I heard from some members on Capitol Hill that you guys are supporting a bill to protect the Second Amendment rights. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, this was a bill that was introduced, uh, I believe, by, by Senator Marshall. Uh, and what it does, in, in, in long story short, uh, the ATF has been working feverishly to compile a registry of gun owners. And uh, this bill prevents that. It, it protects people's Second Amendment rights. It, it stops a gun registry. Uh, and, and, and it just it, it, it keeps uh, lawful Americans. Uh, it protects their Second Amendment rights so they can go ahead and exercise it and buy the rifle, buy the long gun without having to sign up to any federal uh, a, a federal list of of, uh, of gun owners, uh, which is something that the left has been trying to do for years now. This bill, this bill helps to prevent that. Yeah, what an amazing opportunity to get that codified and take the doubts off the table. But uh, I think in the last couple of years, between credit card companies creating the tracking codes and and the ATF, I think there's a lot of concern among Second Amendment citizens that this is going to be the growth of a you know a tracking system, which uh, was never intended by our founding fathers. So pretty important stuff. One other thing I noticed that you guys are working on, uh, you always are there for those who serve in the military, also there for those who are victims of crime. You're lobbying on a couple of very important pieces of legislation. And I know lawmakers are hearing from you guys this week. One is a bill to provide funding for angel families, and the other is a bill to expand health care for the extraordinary men and women that serve in our national Guard and as reservists, two very patriotic but very important issues that need to be corrected in America, right? Absolutely. You know, John, um, with the Angel families, uh, we wanted to make sure to take, you know, some of the hurt, if it's possible, out of the loss of a loved one who died at the hands of uh, somebody who was in this country illegally. We wanted to make sure that the funding was in place for, for, uh, for these Angel families who had lost loved ones at the hands of these people. Uh, and that bill supports funding uh, specifically for angel families. And we thought it was a no-brainer for us to support. Now, with regard to the, the uh, active duty guardsmen and reservists, a lot of people don't realize this, but when a, a National Guardsman is activated, uh, a lot of these uh, patriots and these warriors go into active duty without health care. And uh, 
this is something that uh, is confounding. Uh, it was brought to us by a, a, a veterans group um, uh, for guardsmen, and it was it was a, a, an issue that we took a hard look at, and we thought the least that we could do for people who make the sacrifice to protect us when they do when these reservists and these guardsmen go active is to make sure they have health care like any other member uh, of the uh, like any other branch of the military member. So this was again was something that it, it didn't you know it didn't take a whole lot of research for us to come up with the uh, you know with, with the support for this bill. We just want to make sure that we can offer the people that sacrifice on behalf of our country the best health care that this country can afford. Wow. Well, it's an amazing thing. And these are such common sense solutions. And when you go around the country, I had a chance to travel recently and you meet with voters. The word they keep using, common sense. We want common sense. That's the term they use on a daily basis. And AMAC is right at the intersection of public policy and common sense with all the things that you're doing. And you've done some special for the Just the News, John Solomon Reports family. You've set up a special website where people can go and join the AMAC army. Guys, I've done this. I signed up for a five-year membership because it's the best bargain you can can get you're going to get discounts you're going to get all the political intelligence that Andy and I have been talking about and in the news feed that AMAC produces go today to amac.us amac.us/justnews go sign up go match me on a 5 year membership it is going to be the best investment you can make you're going to get that sense of patriotism and citizenship you're going to get incredible political news and intelligence you're going to get a chance to go do things like become a poll watcher and become part of that 12,000 member army it is a great, great deal. Go check it today. Check it out today and get involved. amac.us slash Just News. Andy, what a great conversation. I know how busy you are because this is a big week up on Capitol Hill. But thank you for getting us up to speed on so many important things, starting with election integrity. You're welcome, John. It's my pleasure. Yeah, a lot of fun. Good discussion. Can't wait for our next one. <laughs> All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these commercial messages. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Justin Knows. If you want to go read that extraordinary interview and see the video clips of Cynthia Harris, the Democratic whistleblower, Go to justthenews.com. Headline is right there at the top of the page. Very important story. A lot of people talking around the country. All right. Before we go, a lot of times, yeah, I want to say people message me after the show and say, could you remind us one more time when you get one of those special offers? Remind us one more time as we're exiting the show so it's fresh in our mind what the offer is. So let me do that right now. AMAC has set up a very special page for Just the News, John Solomon Reports, Just the News, No Noise fans. 
and you get a discount off your membership. I bought a five-year membership. I'm challenging you. Do the same. Or if you can't find five, do three, do one. Get in the game and see what AMAC can bring to you in terms of content, knowledge, discounts, services, like Medicare insurance. They've got it all. And all you got to do to get the game started, to get in the game, is go to amac.us, amac.us slash just news. Give that to you one more time. amac.us slash just news. You're going to get special discounts on a membership only because you're a member of the Just the News family. You're going to get all the benefits. You've heard the incredible political intelligence and volunteerism and patriotism going on inside this organization. The idea that they could assemble a 12,000 person voter poll watching army. It's just one of the many things going on in that incredible organization. Go check it out today. All right, folks, that wraps up today's edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. We'll be back tomorrow with a very special edition. We have a a special we're doing on the TV tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Real America's Voice, Channel 219 on Dish Network, Channel 240 on Pluto on all the apps, Roku, Real America's Voice, and, of course, the Just the News app in the iOS and Android stores. Download that. Hit the watch button. You can see my show TV special dedicated to looking at how the Republican House commitment with America, very specific, 150 policy agenda, has been transforming the race the last few weeks. A positive message, prescriptions for fixing America, not just we're against the Biden Democratic agenda, we're against the Biden Democratic agenda, and here's how we would fix it. That's the dynamic that the commitment with America gave. We have a whole special in concert with our partner, uh, Heritage Action for America. And tomorrow we're going to adapt those interviews. Ron Johnson, among the, the great folks that we've been able to interview on this. Jessica Andrews, a good friend at Heritage Action for America. So many super candidates. Austin Scott, the congressman from Georgia, one of the really more articulate policy thinkers, thought leaders in Congress. Some new candidates that you've never heard of before down in Florida and elsewhere. We got them all on the show. We're going to adapt it tomorrow, turn it into a special podcast just for you. And uh, I think you'll enjoy it. A very meaty discussion, policy prescriptions for America in the aftermath of this election. If Republicans do win one or both chambers of the Congress, like polls are suggesting now, like John McLaughlin said a little bit ago, might happen What are they actually going to do with the power? Are they going to make a difference or is it going to be status quo all over again? The answer to that, tomorrow's show here on John Solomon Reports. All right, folks, until then, God bless you. Go check justthenews.com whenever you need a news fix. We got you covered 24-7. And until tomorrow, may God bless you. And may God bless this extraordinary country of the United States, as he always has. You know what you've been listening to? John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit 
is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion, Hunter Biden, and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events. And you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe.